Righto, trendsetters, rug up with us this winter. Next merch drop coming in hot. 14th of May, Tuesday, 6pm at alphablokes.com.au. We've got our two hoodie designs. These designs won't be coming back. We've got a light colour. We've got a dark colour. These things are unreal. We can't wait for you to start wearing them around the flats and rugging up next to the fire. 6pm, Tuesday, 14th of May. Don't miss out. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Second guest of 2024, welcome back to another episode of the Alpha Blokes podcast. Here to give the everyday battler a voice and delete head noise one laugh at a time. Let's delete a fucking beer. Uh, That's a better beer. Jogging a can, winning a tin, the athlete's choice. Today's guest, comedian and everyday battler, Brett Blake. How are you, legend? G'day, mate. I'm pumped to be here, but I do have um, Biff to start off with at the top with you, Yeah, I do too, after just hearing your name. Two first names, I don't trust you. Yeah, I know. I'll check what's in that drink, champ. You're about to get knocked out. And I'm about to have a good time. Um, No, but I I was listening to the Everyday Trends, or the Trendsetting podcast on the way up here on the Gladstone, Mm. and I pulled into... um, Pulled into Hungry Jacks and I didn't even think about it. Wound the window down and some guy was like, anyway, I had me nuts and me dick out and I was checking my balls. And there was like a 16-year-old girl handing me my food. And I was like, I am so fucking sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's these boys on this podcast, they're grubs. It's not me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. great. It was sucked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really fucked me over. She spat on the fries, yeah. Mate, you actually, um, you actually trudged it here, didn't you? From yeah. Just Missed the Rain? Yeah, I walked here. I didn't realise it was so far. It was full SAS Australia audition. There was a fucking mm. rock garden over a river I had to cross. <laughs> a bird fucking swooped me. Oh, there was a bottle hectic. shop just like five minutes from here. I nearly mm. was five minutes late because I was going to grab a cold beer, but you shooed me at this one here. So, mm. Yeah, that's right. Where, but you, mate, where I, you staying? Mate, pff, king of the motels, you know. Yeah. yeah $89 a night. It's the Aaron Motel. Shout out to the... Lady yeah. who definitely didn't change the sheets, but good on her. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking, um, do you reckon Aaron owns the joint? Aaron. Like, would you call it, if you bought a hotel, would you call it Cam Hotel? Oh. Boy. Oh, well, it might oh, be Aaron. Yeah. Don't know. But anyway, mate, it's good that you got a fucking... Um, I love when they flip the pillows over. What? 
I just don't clean the uh, pillowcases. I'll just flip oh. the pillow over. Oh, man. You sent me a photo of that chair that was in the corner. It looked like a comfy chair, but I reckon there's been a few blokes who have got stuck right into their work on that oh, chair. Oh, man, it was it was leather, it was brown, <laughs> and it was like, man, you said don't put the blue light on there. Like, if you did put the blue light on yeah. there, it'd just be fucking solid. It's not an inch that didn't have fucking juice on it, I guarantee it. Yeah, fucking oath, mate. Hey, so where's, uh, where is home for you, bro? Uh, Melbourne based now, but yep. um, originally from Perth, a little shit town called um, Forestfield. Yeah, six oh five eight. Shout out to the boys. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So from there, and then yeah, did comedy in Perth a couple of years, and then moved yeah. to Melbourne for work slash well, that's, comedy. That's funny, yeah. mate, because you fit right in here. Yeah. Like just looking at you, and you'd look like black balls on a white dog in Melbourne. Yeah. So how do you find it there? Do you sort of, you know? Um, man, Melbourne's Melbourne's got such a weird mix of people because there's a lot of people who look like me, but they're just rich rich kids trying to yeah. act poor. You know, oh, yeah. I got my clothes out of a bin. It's like, man, I'm pretty sure your dad dropped you off in a fucking Audi, cunt. But anyway, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's right. There's so much diversity in Melbourne. Yeah. You find your group. Mm. Man, Melbourne's like such a like I, Melbourne's such a mixed pot of just so many different types of people. Yeah. And if you go to the right bars, because there's so so many people there, you can always kind of find your group of find people you like. You know. Yeah. And like even in comedy, like my mate, my best mate Nick Kappa, like we relate to each other because he's from he's from Gundawindi. Um, he's yeah. a farming guy. You know, he rides motorbikes. We ride mountain bikes together. So you can always find someone. But mm. you know, even if not, we always have the. Doesn't matter if you're different comics, you always relate to fucking dying on stage. So you've always got something in common. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> mate, it's funny. The more I'm sort of getting to meet a few comedians and that, there's heaps of strange fuckers, eh? Like they've all got a bit of quirkiness about them. Yeah. And like you, and the thing with you, man, like we, I watched your special, related to me massively, man. I'm, oh, great. I was a big fan of it. I think oh, awesome. I Thank think you, you very did much. a great job, bro. And just some of the jokes in there and some of the things that we've sort of, talked around subjects like that before and really relate to. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, when knew you were coming on, it's like, this will be a good chat, just a free-flowing one. Yeah. But there's definitely some comedians that I've sort of seen or bumped into that are very strange to even talk to. And then oh. they go on stage and it's almost like it's this persona, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, but I'd say a lot of comedians are, like, introverted or whatever yeah, and yeah. they're in their head and they're thinking about things and they're constantly analysing shit. A wild and, job. Yeah, it's it's a fucking <laughs> weird job, dude. Yeah. It's full of psychopaths as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But And then, then they that's their outlet to express. Mm. But I'm, also, I'm a very extroverted person. I'm a fucking loudmouth. I love having a yarn. Yeah. So, you know, different floats for different boats. And it's like any job site you could have, you know, whether you're a welder or a glazier or whatever, yeah. different different personalities attracted to the same industry. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure, man. How'd, um, how'd you get into the comedy scene, mate? Like, if you wind it back a bit, like yeah. growing up and stuff like that, was it something that you always liked or found that you're always the larrikin? This sort of thing? I was always a fucking smart ass, <laughs> as in I spent more time at the fucking office than I did, yeah. you know, in school. So yeah. that was probably my release because not too later on in life I didn't realise I was dyslexic and I, yeah. so I can't read well and words jump all over the page and I plus I have fucking ADHD. So I couldn't concentrate in the class. So my way of getting attention or being part of the classroom was to be a fucking smart ass and in hindsight probably ruined a lot of other kids' educations. <laughs> <laughs> But that was sort of your thing, the way your brain ticks. Yeah, of. yeah. I remember getting a laugh and I was like, fuck, that feels good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can contribute. So this is me, I guess, you know. That yeah. dyslexic thing's a funny one. I, I remember going to um, this 
chick's place. The parents took us there. We had to go sit down with her. And we come out with the fucking this massive big thing of dyslexia. I had to wear the fucking blue glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the fucking money-making rod have I ever seen Yeah, one. I mean, I, I see it in some stuff, but I, I had the yellow glasses as yeah, well. But yeah. when I fucking read... P's look like B's. I drag oh, I drag lines down from the top line to the bottom line. Oh. So I gotta fucking if I read, I gotta read with a ruler. It's yep. a fucking nightmare, you know. Yeah, that Sucks, is. but do you still you know. wear the you still do the yellow shades? Yeah, but that's only to look like fucking Hollywood, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. the big fucking yellow ones on. What's Elton run the red? Yeah, and he's got the stars <laughs> with red, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I I that's you know, that was my way into it. And then well, I th- always thought I was funny and yeah, then yeah. I wanted to when you saw all those sketch shows on TV and you're like, I mean, I remember like so fucking dumb in hindsight. I remember being like year nine, I rang up channel seven, just the front desk. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, got a few sketch ideas for the the big bite or whatever. And she's like, that's not how that works. And I was like, anyway, so there's a guy in a bush. <laughs> and I was just pitching and she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's good, mate. And I told my mates next day at school, I was like, fuck, man, I think I'm on here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Keep a look out, boys. <laughs> I'm going to be on the TV. Yeah, yeah. But then, um, yeah, then they had this thing called Raw Comedy in um, Perth. So you could go and try comedy for the first time. Yep. And um, I did a I did a, a joke there. It worked pretty well. Like I fucking killed it. It was about working at the truck depot and breaking my hand and anyway, it was actually a pretty fucking crook, crook joke in hindsight. But um but yeah, got through on that and then the next gig um like I got to the semi-finals and that no one told you that you didn't have to write I just thought you had to write a brand new 5 minutes like Little did you know you'd be doing the same jokes for years. Yeah. Rocked up with a new five minutes and just fucking bombed so hard. Like like silence for like seven minutes. And then there was like a chick from my school there, of course. She came up and was like, is this what you do now? And I was like, fuck. And I went out to the car park at like 11 at night and this like Hilux pulled up. And this guy wound down the window and goes, mate, I just saw you do comedy before. I was like, oh, he's going to say something nice. And he's like, you fucking suck. <laughs> and then he just, he just fucking drove off into the night. And That's a, just the final fucking Oh, hit. man. There was a thirsty camel Cheers, across man. the road, walked straight in there, bought a bottle of Jamison and started drinking it on the way home. It was fucked. But, oh, yeah. That's like, uh, it's one of those comment things like, I just don't see how some people tick, bro, because I could, I could watch that and see someone bomb right driving in my car and yeah. see them walking. I could think, oh, that guy sucked. Yeah. There's no way I'd stop and be like, hey, bro, I just saw you do comedy before. You fucking suck. Yeah. Like, I'm just going. Well, you wouldn't do it in America. No, no, no. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, you know, bang. it sucks your life because it's done. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but that was like – and then I didn't do comedy for two years after that. Uh, and yeah. um, But then uh, – How old were you there, mate? Man, I would have been 19. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then one of my best mates um, – Died in fucking Bali just by freak accident jumping into a pool. And I was like, fuck, you only get one goal at this. Go again, cunt. It's your dream. Yeah. And then oh, when you. I was 23, I started again and I haven't stopped since. So yep. been going, you know, hard for 12 years or whatever. Yeah, fucking oath. What were you doing uh, when you left school money-wise, job-wise and that and up to you were 23 when you really ripped into the comedy and that sort of side of things? Man, right? I've, I've had so many fucking weird jobs. Have you? Oh, yeah. yeah like, nice. fuck, man. I, I worked for a fishing TV show for a long period of time. Did yeah. you? Yeah, right. Yeah, I was an under, underwater camera guy. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, 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 for like three years. So fuck, was... that sounds like one of those ones you tell chicks with your mate. 
Like, yeah, on the I'm trying piss. to root yeah. both of you right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you're fucking going well. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys wet like the ocean? Yeah. Part-time <laughs> dolphin trainer at SeaWorld. Yeah, uh, no, true. So underwater camera. Yeah, underwater camera guy for a fishing TV show, which sounds glamorous, but it's fucking not. It's like, oh, let's chuck in the work experience kid into the ocean where the sharks are when the fish get caught. Yeah. So basically I was just in the fucking water filming these guys pull out fish and I'll just be there with a camera when they're on or filming the scenery or filming schools of fish. Yeah. It was a fucking sick job, but it was it was very dangerous. Like that's yeah. why I got bitten Definitely by Definitely down your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, fucking Great White Central. I've been I've been bitten once by a shark and then I've had three real bad scares. So I haven't gone in the water in a long period of time. Had run us through the bite. The bite was, I mean, once again, depends on how many cans I've had, but it was only it was in a grey nurse uh, breeding enclosure off yep. the West End in Perth near Rotto. So you go down like twenty five meters and you go up four, and it's a big um, like breeding cave. Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, like yep. a little cave. And how the pecking order works, you know, big dogs at the top, small guys at the bottom. And I was like filming, like just that, well, you know, them swimming around because it looked fucking great. And then I just mm. was like, what the. F- the fuck's going on here? Because I, I was like, am I getting electrocuted? I couldn't understand what was going on. And there was just a, a little fucking shark on my foot just fucking giving it all that. But it was only on the fin, so it didn't get me that too bad. Yeah, yeah. But it scared the living fuck yeah. out of me. I'll give you the hot tip. And then we had to do um, up in the Ningaloo, they've got um, whale sharks and shit like that. Yeah. So we were filming part of that. That was part of the, you know, fishing, go diving with the sharks, all that shit. But it was a cloudy day and I fucking should have known better. And they're like, oh, like the plane saw, it's like, oh, there's two whale sharks. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And there was like maybe like 150 metres out. So I was like, oh, I'll grab the small camera and I'll just go for a swim. And then like, it just didn't feel right. And I was like, fuck, this is, something's odd here. But I look back at the boat and I'm like, nah, they got a plane spotter. Just shut up and do your fucking job. It's the last shot of the day. You know, you're about to have some beers. Who gives a fuck? And then um, I see people waving at the boat. And I'm like, well, none of these. None of these are dive signals. Like we're all, yeah. we're all fucking adults. We know what every signal means. Fucking do one of them. If you're waving, what does that mean? And then I just like, it was really murky as well. Yeah, we all fucking use <laughs> yeah. it, cunt. Fucking use it. Yeah. And um, I just froze and it was murky and two tiger sharks passed me. And it was weird because they don't normally hang around each other. And that's what threw the, the pilot off. So we oh, thought it was yeah. one big one. And they both just swam between me. And, yeah, I punched the deckhand in the fucking head after that one because oh. that was on him. You yeah, know? yeah. Fuck me. That would have fucking scared the shit out of you. Oh, man, awful. And then I was like, after that, like I did a bit more in um, Komodo Islands for this um, rich German dude. And then yeah, after right. that, I just pulled the pin. I didn't dive for like about six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tag team a, by a couple of you, tigers. How did you get for? into that, man? Because, like, um, yeah, it's not like you just see that on Seek. Really? No, no. So um, it was from a mate of a mate. So he... He worked at I, – I went to film school. I, like I studied like film, like camera operating and yeah, stuff cool. like that. Yep. And I was into that. And then this guy had a fi- – like my mate had a fishing shop and this guy would come in and he had like a full drive show and a fishing show. Yep. And my mate Tony, he was like, oh, mate, my fucking – you know, my son's fucking son's right into this stuff. You know, gave us a number. Yep. And then it said, you know, next thing you know, I was – Went down there. I was on like fucking 500 bucks a week or whatever it was. I was a B camera guy for the full drive show and I, I fucking loved it. Like yeah. We were, we were camping, we were fishing. Like 
man, we're drinking at work. It was mm. like a dream job, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. So I did that for like three, three or four years, but it took me. Took me, I did, took me ages to get my C legs as well because I used to get fucking seasick. Yeah. And then after about the three-week mark of just being out every day, you just get over it. But yeah. um, then, yeah, then that and then we – I was like I was really right into diving at that time because like, you know, fishing, it just all naturally flows into each other. Mm. And then they bought us an underwater camera and then, then for two years I was just doing that and fucking loved it. That's yeah. awesome, man. Fuck it would you, you would have seen, I suppose, a long time ago like that as well, the equipment that they were using at the time – do you see stuff now, even though you're not doing it now, but yeah. how equipment and even recording gear and Man, shit's come? Like, it's I remember that, like, this is, like, GoPro now is fucking huge. Yeah. I remember GoPro 1, and they gave us a test with a GoPro 1, and I was like, who the fuck is going to buy this tiny piece of shit? Yeah. Because yeah. we had a big housing, like, yeah, yeah. three-chip sensor to absorb all the colour bands and stuff. And fuck, I've eaten my word because I've got like four GoPros. Yeah, I love yeah. them. They're the best camera, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, So seeing that has changed. Um, like not too much like in light absorption, but all the cameras have gotten smaller. Yep. Everything's 4K. You fucking, your iPhone's 4K now. Like yep. it's insane. But the principles of lighting and all that stuff don't really change. It's yep. just the equipment. So once you know the basics, it's like, you know, they've changed the tool. So, mm. but you know what you're doing. So, yeah. You just adapt with it, I guess. Yeah, for sure, mate. So was that a TAFE thing or uni, the camera stuff? The, it was TAFE, but it was like it was like hands-on. They'd just give you cameras and you'd go make a short film or, yeah. or you'd go do something like that. They did have like a lot of like practical, like you'd go watch movies and apparently learn from them. Like, I, I didn't, I'm not that type of guy. I can't fucking analyse shit. Yeah. I'm more hands-on. I enjoyed like rigging stuff. I enjoyed like set building. I enjoyed like all that type of hands-on. Mm. Stuff and then should have been a porn director, mate. Mate, <laughs> fucking, that's the Still most time, common brother. thing people yell out when you're on a film set. By the way, and they're driving by like, yeah. "Are you fucking shooting a porno?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Yeah," and I got a 12 inch come here, cunt. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, I don't, by the way, if anyone's under six, but that's okay. Yeah. It's a grower, not a shower, and um, yeah, and then from there, I um. Uh, came over to Melbourne with that skill set, kind of, mm. and then I started working in the proper film industry yep. as a lighting technician, which is like fucking got me some crazy jobs. Like I got to work on Aquaman and all that shit. So yeah, had some had some great. Like I did like Liam Neeson's latest film only like two years ago. So yep, you'd be looking at these cunts we bought off eBay when we first started and thinking, what the fuck are you cunts doing, mate? If it works, it works, and it works. So <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing right. I'd say is get another light there, so you got a nice back edge. But we'll talk about it after the <laughs> yeah, show, yeah. boys. No, Getting some tips off you, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you reckon, like, um, so obviously we'll probably get to a few more, but some of the weird and quirky jobs you've done, mate, and getting out there and experiencing different things have helped with you being a comic, like as in having those personalised stories that might be a bit different or a bit out there? Yeah, like, yeah. Like I – yeah, I think I think you need – with comedy, I think you need – and I think in life, like you've got to have a good – like when people come into comedy at 19, you're like, shut the fuck up, what would you know? Yeah. But when you're 36 and got some life experience, you've got some shit to talk about. Like I've got some – like I've – like one of the film sets, like I, I, uh, I met Elon Musk – like that's really? how insane. Yeah. Like the people you meet. Are, sick, like I met mate. Jason Momoa for fuck's sake. Yeah. He, like he came up to me. He's like sick mullet and high fived me and nearly broke my fucking hand. You know. <laughs> I'm like Woo! that's fucking sick. But I on the on Aquaman because he was dating that um, red headed bird at the time. Oh, it who's, was Ariel. Who's, nah, yeah, Ariel. Yeah, Ariel. Yeah, Little Mermaid. <laughs> And that one that shat in Johnny Depp's bed or whatever the fuck. Oh, Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. Amber Heard, yeah, yeah. So she, she was, had a bit on, yeah. Yeah, she's been a bit busy lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> In the depths of yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then um, 
So she, there was a Tesla on set and there's like, because there's eight oh, lots yeah. around the thing. And I was like, I needed to piss. And they tell you not to piss in certain places because, you know, fucking movie stars, blah, blah, blah. And I saw a Tesla out the front. And this is before you, we had Teslas in Australia. And I was like, fuck, look at this fucking thing. That's wild, right? And then I just go in there. I was like, I'll sneak in here, do a piss. And I just turn around and I'm like, that's fucking Elon Musk. So I'm just sitting there pissing next to Elon Musk. And I was like, I'm never going to forget this fucking moment. Yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't have a look at his package, by the way. Oh, you know, so. come on. Yeah, I know. I didn't have enough time. Trust me. He got out of there pretty quick. I was like, fuck, I want to know. Does he have it all? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, ejector button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Fuck. So, yeah, I, I suppose shit like that. And then, you know, you get to talk about your personal stories. And I suppose the yeah. more you live, the more you can relate to people, the more you can yarn, you know? Well, mate, I think that's what we're pretty lucky only being. Like, we're only 30 this year. Um, but. We've been pretty lucky to experience a fair bit as well, like, you know, doing the apprenticeship, going to live overseas, get yep. married, having kids, fucking up a heap of times in life yep. and, and this and that. And I think it has allowed us to be able to talk from some experiences and share fuck-ups and this and that where from a podcast, if you're talking to a big group of people or even a comedian, like yeah. you said, if you're 18, 19 and you haven't went and experienced anything, you really have nothing to... I don't know, share with people or experiences, you know, yeah, like to I, relate, I suppose. And I think with like comedy and, and probably maybe your profession, I don't know as well, I think the older you are, the more you failed. The more you failed, the more you fucking learn, yeah. you know. So and yeah. particularly with comedy, like I, you have to fail a thousand times at a joke for it to fucking work, you know, mm. and then eventually it gets right and then you just got to be comfortable in that being shit at it, you know. Yeah. And they, even like even work I do now because I still do the lighting stuff on the side, you make fucking mistakes, but you just put your hand up and you go, all right, and then someone with a bit more experience goes, oh, I reckon it's like this, this, and this, and you go, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then you learn as opposed to going, oh, it's fucking this guy, dude, fuck, fuck him, you know. Yeah. So. You look at the best, some of the best comedians that moved around heaps as a child, fuck, yeah. lived in all different places. They probably had some trauma too. Yeah. They're trying to get over it. Yeah. You can't just be a private school kid that stayed in um, – one town, you had the yeah. same three I'll jokes, and that's fucking about it. I'll give you a hot tip: there are plenty of those little cunts out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's right, man. It's um, yeah. There'd be a lot of different like because when I was in Brisbane the other week, I didn't get a chance to, but I'm like, I want to start going to check out some open mic nights and that because yeah. we've talked about it a fair bit, like with a few people that we've had on the comedy scene about how growing up here. We've never really been exposed to like, it's not like we can just roll down here anywhere in town to an open mic night and yeah. just have a go or something like that. We've never been exposed to it except for when someone comes to town, like Carl Barron comes to town and you go watch him. Yep. But it'd be, it would have been pretty cool being in a place where you had that opportunity to go and just check it out. Yeah, you know? yeah, man, it's been, fuck, like even Perth, like because Perth's, you know, it's not a massive town. We only had some smaller comedy clubs. But I fucking learned so much from going there. There used to be this fucking. That's probably the probably the first time someone threw a fucking bottle on me at stage. I don't think it'll be the last. But <laughs> they had this open mic gig at eleven o'clock at night, mm. and that was the only spot you could get after the pro show. And yeah. they'd introduce it as like, "This is probably going to be fucking shit house." But if you want to hang around and have an actual laugh, like hang around and watch this. And it was the most violent show ever. And like <laughs> someone threw a full stubby at me when I was up there. But that made you like learn quickly. You know, you got to dodge, weave. But you like, <laughs> but like, just being like in such a shit environment and going, fuck, I need to get the fuck out of here. I've got to be better. Mm, All right, yeah. how do I be better? Work harder, write more, fucking 
do more gigs and stuff like that. But, yeah, mm. you like you're saying, you're not exposed to it. And you boys are moving more into live stuff now. And it'd be good to a few guys to test it, you know, even yeah. get on your stage presence, you know, because you're good at this. But then yeah. that's another wheelhouse, you know. Oh, that's yeah. right. And going and off the back of, like, over mic nights here, People aren't quirky here in Gladstone. They're pretty trade-based and stuff yeah. where Brisbane, you do, or Sydney, Melbourne. Yeah. Well, I, I'm surprised Perth was there more just working-class people. Perth's where, pretty, they still have quirky people as well. Perth's, yeah. Perth's pretty uh, working-class, but there are quirky people. And I think if you put on an open mic here, you'd, you'd find, find there would be a lot yeah. more quirky people than you think, and yeah. you know what I mean? And then it's also you don't want the same person up there saying the same fucking no. thing. So the more voices you have up there or, you know, some zany characters, you're like, fuck, this is great, you know? How have you found your special goes in certain areas? Because I reckon if you did that here or in our town, it would kill it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it relatable. fucking yeah. relates to our people very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I generally have a, you know, who you have a look at me, that I generally track the same person as an audience member. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you're shocked because you get different people. Like, you know, sometimes I, I get heaps of women come to the show as well. So yeah. you wouldn't expect that. But, um, yeah, you get a, a wide scope of people coming. But um, with that special, you know, it's probably more targeted at males. But yeah. I'm a male, so I can only speak from my angle, you yep. know, and then that's why it's always good to have heaps of different comedians from different fucking backgrounds and different whatevers because yep. then that speaks to people like them, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the more people you have up there, the fucking better. Do you reckon you're definitely more male-orientated? Like Luke Kidgel, I reckon it was mainly women and he even said that. A lot of his fans is um, more women predominant. Yeah, I, I, mine would probably be pretty bloke heavy, but then mm. I like another podcast I have, like Work Hates, is like with a female co-host. Yeah. So then a lot more women listen to that, and yeah. then they go, "Oh fuck!" Off the back of it, I'm a fan of you. Yeah, that, yeah. Though he's got a fucking mull, it doesn't mean he's a fucking you know whatever. He's got a fast ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you you know you, yeah I, I'm shocked at the audience I get sometimes, yeah. but you're like, man, if they like it, they like it. That's yeah. great, you know. Mate, the, that special, how long does it take you, right, to, like, put a special together like that? Is it like you have your little sets that you're confident that work and then you glue them all together? Or what's your sort of process Man, there, mate? Man, with, with specials, like, I've done one before. My, the special I had out before was called Bogan Genius and that was I wrote in a year and it was about me having fucking ADHD growing up and how everyone thought I was a dumb cunt but then – they tested me in high school and, like, I was pretty close to being a genius yeah, yeah, or some yeah. shit. And, yeah. I, and like, it's a funny story about, you know, yeah. fucking underdog and don't write cunts off or whatever. Yep. So that one, that was within the year. But this one, I've kind of moved to a little bit, like, better workflow model for me because, like, we got to really produce a show every year and that's fucking hard because yeah. you by the time you finish touring, it's fucking September, then February, you're got to go again. So this is kind of a collection of the last two years mm. of my favourite bits from the last couple of shows. Yep. So it's just stand-up. There's no, like, theme mm. or narrative. You don't fucking learn anything. You yep. just come in and have a fucking laugh and fuck off, you know? So that that took about two years, two and a half years to get to that to that level of tightness or whatever. Yeah. And, mate, I think um, it's unreal that, like, you've put it out on YouTube like that, right? There probably would have been some people that are like, fuck, I've worked too hard to just put it out like that. But I think it's a smart business model to do it like that because you're allowing people to see you and get exposed and then really enjoy it. And then like the next one, yeah. there's that potential if you pop off to be like, oh, well, here it is on X thing, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I had it the other way around. I was quite lucky. Like my first special was on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yep. And this special I just released only seven days ago. 
But I've had, like, from the, when I did the Paramount Plus one, not a, pe- a lot of people have fucking access to multiple streaming services and shit like that. So a lot of people missed out on all my hard work and get to see it and got, didn't get to have a laugh. Mm. Whereas this time I'm like, man, I'm going to make it accessible and how, how, you don't necessarily get the, a payday, but you get it back in another way. Well, like, yeah. I fucking like that guy. I'll give him a follow on Instagram or I'll follow his YouTube or he's got a Patreon. I'll go fucking do that. But so, it's a long-term thing too, I reckon, man. Yeah. It's that, and that's what I reckon people don't fucking see enough of is yeah. the shit that you've got to do knowing and trusting the process for later on. Yeah. Like, they can't see that initial fucking, like, you put it on YouTube, you're going to get way more exposure. We can say, go watch Brett Blake's special on YouTube. Every cunt can go and watch it straight yeah. away. Yeah. And also, like, fucking, you know, so at different points in my life, I've had fucking no money. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like, if you can afford it or whatever, you know, people will come buy a ticket to your live show. If they can't, and due to access as well, because some people live in the middle of fucking nowhere, why should they miss out on, on a laugh or a good time? You yeah. know? And it always comes back. I say, whatever you put out there always comes back tenfold. So if you put out hard work and positivity or whatever the fuck, that will come back. And it won't be obvious. It's not going to be like a fucking blank check mm. in the letterbox the next day or some yeah. shit like that. But it could be a guy at the pub buying you a beer. It could be... Good could karma. Be, yeah. Just got to put it out there and fuck it, you know? Yeah. Mate, when did you first start noticing a bit of um, bit of traction, I suppose? Like as in when people started coming to your show and you're noticing more and obviously with your special, I think that should drive a fair bit of traction for you. But... I- you know, it was one, one or two jokes. Yeah, that really fucking started firing online because I was. I'll, I'll tell you yeah. roughly the joke. So I was in this town called Condamine, and I said to another town called Mean Dara, got lost. Classic city slicker move. Didn't know where the fuck I was. Pulled into a random pub to ask for directions, and like in this pub, I met you know the most Australian bloke ever. I said, mate, how far is it from this town to Mean Dara? And he goes, mate. It's about an eight-can journey. <laughs> and I was like, how good is that? You know, he's fucked off kilometres just speaking tinny. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, oh, you know, I try to work it out like an eight-can journey. You know, most people drink two beers per hour. Yeah. Therefore, it's a four-hour journey. He's like, nah, mate. Hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and, uh, and fucking cunts just fired online. Yeah. They're like, that's, well, we know that. That's bloody squidsy or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. And uh, ended up getting like, I don't know, close to fucking a million hits or whatever. And, yeah. and people would come to that one. And I do a real good, I do one about, um, you know, my heckled one gets a lot. Mm. And um, about the worst heckle I've got, and that was a fucking ripper heckle. Yeah, too. it was fucking savage. Um, yeah, that was the Ferris wheel one. Yeah, the Ferris wheel one. Fuck, he's watching the Ferris. Yeah, yeah, that is prime. <laughs> yeah, it, like I rock up to this fucking festival. It's outdoors, you know. There's carnival folks, sideshow alley, right? And I, I go to grab this mic, and the guy at the back says, "Hey, mate, if you're here." Who's looking after the Ferris wheel? <laughs> I was like, go fuck yourself, yeah. mate. But that one, and then I did one about an apprentice like who I worked with, like Henry, because he was always talking shit. Mm. And those ones, but that's, you know, that happened by me putting it out there for free. Yeah. And then all of a sudden my ticket sales went up by 30% the next year. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Like it comes back and then I didn't expect people to like that joke, but mm. heaps of people did and people come up to me like, Driving by in Melbourne, cunts are out the window going, fucking Henry. (laughs) And I fucking love it. It's sick, you know. You'd appreciate those hecklers a lot more that the thought and the just execution is just smick, wouldn't you? Rather than be like, you're a fuckhead, mate. It's like, yeah, good on you, mate. It's when you go to like the, like Australian crowds, like I did, like I was supporting Chopper for a while, the character Chopper. Yeah. And fuck me. I didn't even do one joke the whole time. It was crowd control, just fucking putting out spot fires. Yeah. Yeah, insane crowd. Out, like and the, he was the same, 
but it was tough work. I was a lamb to the slaughter. But Australian heckles, they aren't that good. Yeah. They're just, nah, they're shithouse. Mm. Yeah, and, like, they're just drunk cunts going, yeah. or whatever the fuck. You go to the UK. Jimmy Carr's shows. Oh, like, my They're some Lord. of the best hecklers. Mate, they're, they're yeah. riding for two weeks. You know, yeah. when you go to, like, uh, the Olympics, we're like, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And then in fucking, you go to the UK, they're talking about the goalkeeper's wife who got rooted by the coach yeah, in yeah. a song. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, they put a bit more thought into yeah. it. Yeah. And when you go to the UK audiences, they fucking can smash you. And it's like. It's because they're stuck all concentrated with not room to do anything. So mm. they've got to think of other shit to do. Yeah, they're yeah, in bullying. the head, those yeah. fellas. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good, the cunts. Man, so good. I, I was lucky enough to do Edinburgh and fuck me. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Got, I did the free fringe or whatever I just thought I'd go check it out yeah. no financial risk or whatever and fucking some nights just got absolutely fucking towed up yeah. <laughs> and then and then I turned into the guy going yeah well go fuck yourself mate you know yeah, yeah, yeah. damn it the beat me what's some of your uh, have you got any highlights mate like for your um, live show wise or performance wise where you've just gone that was a pretty pinch me moment yet like Man, I get I get it all the time. Like fucking sorry to get all fucking whatever, but oh, dude, man, I I grew up watching Dave Hughes, you mm. know Tom Gleason, fucking Judith Lucy, um, Will Anderson, and I. Now I get to be in the same fucking room as them, yeah. and it, yeah. to me that is insane. Like, like I've got their I've got fucking Rove's phone number. Yeah. He mm. messaged me the other day because he was in town. I'm like. What the fuck is Rove messaging me for? Yeah, that's like cool, to uh, me, it's like it's so fucking cool, you know. Yeah, like you know, like one of one. Yeah, you know, I grew up like American Rosso. I fucking love American Rosso. Love one of my favorite sketches is that Brady at the boat show or whatever the fuck, and he's just oh. pissing everyone off. So good, and man, and like getting to work with fucking Mez, and it's to me every day is like this fucking pinch me moment, you mm. know. Like I, to me, I've already made it. Yeah, because I you're getting to, I do, get to work with them. connected with the people that were your heroes. Well, yeah, yeah. and they're giving you advice and so and you got like, the, the you got fuck? the podcast and that going too, don't you, mate? Like podcast, the comedy stuff. Yeah, I've got two stuff. pods. I got um, work hates, and then I got another one which is a bit more if you like adventure bikes and mountain biking called Flat Stick. Yeah, um, so we've got all that shit fucking going. But that's that same thing is like just put it out there for free, like what you guys would have done, and yeah. then next thing you know, it's fucking gone gangbusters and it relates. Yeah, so. You just got to keep putting it out there. But for me, getting to work with fucking your heroes is yeah. a full pinch me moment. And then growing up, we always watched the gala every year, Channel 10, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Gala. Yeah. And fucking I got to do that. And, yeah. it, man, I went outside. I had a fucking little cry. Oh, Sculled cool, skull 10 beers afterwards. Like best night of my fucking life. Like I still smile thinking about it. Yeah. So for me, like just how being cool. a part of the thing you love – it's fucking exciting enough, you know? Mm. Everything you, else now is a icing on the cake. Do you reckon doing podcasting has um, helped with your comedy? Fuck yeah, because you got to learn how, like, with with podcasting, you got to be in the moment. You got to listen to what other people are going, like, talking about, and you got to kind of connect with the energy. And that's similar yeah. with stand up, you know? You got to be present in the room. Yeah. So, and also, you, you've. You flesh stuff out when you're here, you know, like, oh, fuck, this thing fucking happened and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you go, yeah. fuck, that went all right. And then yeah, you go, how yeah. do I make that to the stage, you know? Yeah. So. I think it's my hardest thing understanding um, when they say, oh, I'm going on stage and I'm just going to work on it. Yeah. Well, what does that actually mean? Is it like I'm going to get it? I'm going to get this joke out or the punchline quicker? See how the, the crowd reacts. Oh, you? yeah. But, like, you know, they go, I'm just going to work on it. I'm still saying Man. I've already written, but. Yeah. I've never got that part. Well, I, I can give you a great example of it. Yeah. So my mates, I'm, I'm trying to work on a bit at the moment, right? So my mate's dog bit me the other day 
like it's a little dog and I on it and I and I said, Oh mate, oh fuck, your dog just bit me. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. And he goes, Oh, that's on you. The dog's got anxiety. And it had the jacket that said anxiety. And I was like, can't I don't think you know what anxiety is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I haven't walked down Brisbane and seen two cunts king hitting each other going, fuck, there's an anxiety epidemic going on. <laughs> there's an anxiety attack on the yeah, bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then then I'm like, all right, that's so I'm, that's that part's funny. And yeah, then I go, then I go Okay, so then how do I make that more funny? Or yeah. and then the next bit is I go, okay, oh, yeah. I go, oh, well, he goes, oh, the dog's on Valium. I was like, so your dog fucking bit me on Valium. Who was yeah. it, fucking Conor McGregor? Yeah. Who is this psycho, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you go on like, all right, well, then, then, okay, then how do I finish it? How do mm. I? And then I go, oh, mate, maybe the dog's jacket shouldn't say anxiety. It should say massive cunt. That line didn't work. Yeah. So then I've got to go back and go, fuck, what's the new ending? Because yeah, right. the middle bits work and the start works. Yeah. So I'm fucking working. Now on. that explains it perfectly. So yeah. you, have, you have something there, but then it's learning – to go off the back of it, to keep going. Like, you wouldn't even bring the Valium part into it yep. unless you you know you now that part and then yep. how do I figure the next part out? And then I go, oh, fuck, Valium. Well, uh, wh- when do I take Valium when I'm on a plane? Yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, well, I mean, I, I always take two Valium and a red wine on a plane because it makes Jetstar feel like Qantas Premium. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that cloud inside or out? Then you keep building and building yeah. and then, yeah. like, based on where they go and then you got to get out. So what's the fucking end? And the end's yeah. got to be the pop. Well, not yep. always. See, it's funny, like, fucking with me, like, we sort of have to have something fresh every week and try and have yep. something entertaining or you bump into a tripper and tell a yarn about that, this and that. And it's funny, the hardest thing for me sometimes, not the hardest, but I'll go, that's a funny little bit, but it does not fit into anything else in here, so I'll put it into my extra yarns folder and when yep. I find a way to fucking bring it in and flow it through, yep. I'll fucking throw right it in. Like, Man, yeah. And that's the thing is sometimes you've got fucking <laughs> shit that sits on the back burner for three or four years or a line or something and you go, fuck, here it is. Boom. Bang, that goes with that. Because sometimes like that same joke told in a different way will kill it. Yeah. But if you force it straight away, it might just be... Dog yeah, shit, that's true. And you got to give it a couple of runs as well, because when you first, like, you know, when you first telling a story on, you know, about you on the fucking weekend, the first time you tell it, you fucking butcher it. Yeah, yeah. Five beers deep, fucking hell, it's the smoothest criminal <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. You know, <laughs> he's moonwalking on the way out of the pub. You know, yeah, yeah. But right. um, yeah, so it's just fucking about working on it, I guess. You know, mm. so be- um, best heckles, bro. That you've got, you reckon? Like you got that, you got that one. Yeah. With the the show thing. Has there been any other beauties that stick in your mind where you've just gone fucking well done, son? Oh fuck! No, I don't think I've I've got a few. Like I've someone's come on stage before <laughs> to try and deck me, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't ideal. Nah. Uh, so I was in Perth, of course. It's always fucking Perth, <laughs> and I was getting heckled, but not like a good heckle. And then I, I looked down and then I, I, I was like, oh, fuck. I, I was getting heckled by the guy I knew. Mm. I kind of knew from school. But then his mate recognised me and he was like, you used to date his sister. And I was like, yeah, I fucking did. <laughs> and then he got, what the fuck? You used to fuck. And then he ran and stormed onto the stage, tried to grab me, a bouncer grabbed him. Fucking insane. What a tripper. Yeah, yeah, but that's Perth, man. It's the yeah. same club that the guy in the Hilux pulled up and said, you're fucking shit, oh, you know. Right, uh, but, but Heckles in Australia, I think I fucking – there's not too many, you know, that I've yeah. – It's more just the bogans yelling out. It's the out. drunk Fuck yell out. Yeah. yeah. Like Rodney Roos was the best for fucking, like, um, handle and hecklers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't know. Name a better um, crowd control heckler than Rude. 
Oh. I'd still say Jimmy Carr's my favourite. Yeah, he, yeah. If you're He's, a PM wise, I'm talking Australian, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Chop, actually, Heath Franklin's chop is fucking good at him as well. He's, good, yeah, yeah. he's fucking good. Mate, because he, he, has to sit in the, fuck, he has to sit in the swamp for so long with that shit. Yeah. And his crowds are like, you know, they oh. put down 14 Jack Daniels before <laughs> they got there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is. Fucking half of the ghost cunts have got gout in and the audience. Brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, would he have to try and do his shows on like fucking like a Monday night to try and control how pissed blokes got? Because imagine that crowd on like a Saturday night where they're just fucking, yeah. Man, it. I think most of them were through the week at RSLs on yeah. like a Tuesday, <laughs> but they were treating it like it was a Saturday, mate. They, <laughs> they were there early. They were drinking in the car park. It was fucking a nightmare. Oh, yeah. fuck oh. me, man. So what's, um, what's your plans, bro? Have you got some... Shows booked in, like what's what's your sort of schedule at the moment? Well, I'm taking kind of the year off touring the the big festivals or whatever, but yep. I love country towns. So this year my goal is to, and I've got like 20 regional dates booked in. I'm trying to find smaller towns that comedy doesn't come to yep. awesome. and do shit at regional, like RSLs, pubs. I bought a stage and shit like that so I can take it around. Because I, I, nine times out of ten I have way better shows in country towns, even though they don't look as professional or like a theatre or whatever, because the people fucking love it. Mm. So yep. I really want to spend a year like doing that, hitting the road and going out there. So I'm going to kind of do like a little regional tour. Mate, that'll um, be fucking awesome. Because yeah. like Cam, like we've said before. Oh, that's before, when you get your yeah, cult following, we like well, to call it. Well, we've said before, like we really appreciate when a comedian comes here. Yeah. Because yeah. they fucking never do. Yeah. Or, or you never get to go see it often. So live comedy, I've always loved it, but, yeah, it's not an option. So I think regional towns really appreciate getting that Man, and they thing. fucking get behind it as well. Yeah. You know, like some right. of the best gigs I've had, like we, um, for me and my mate rode from Victoria all the way to Tenerfield, I think it was, and we did like two gigs along the way. Like we stopped off and just pulled into random pubs and they were the best fucking shows I've ever had. And they weren't the most professional. Like we had a fucking – you know, the motorbike light was, you know, on us for one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like people like, who gives a shit? Let's have a fucking good night, you mm. know? So stuff like that. I, I reckon that, you know, country people are more fucking loose as well. Oh, so. mate, for sure. I reckon that sounds unreal. Um, mate, you sent through a few dot points for me. Okay. Some notable yarns that okay. I reckon be good to touch on. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, the cops, you and the cops had a bit of a run in, mate, on the, at a gig. Oh, yes, this is the one I was trying to remember on, but technically not a heckle. But so I was doing I was doing um, some snow gigs in like maybe it was Threadbow or some shit. This oh, was yeah. a big snow run or whatever. And um, the night before I had a good show and I made some friends with some locals. You know, there was 15 blokes over here. There's another group of 10 blokes over there. And I was going between the table talking shit, you know, had a couple of Winfield Greens, yeah, had yeah. a great night. Yeah. As These guys are all like take themselves pretty seriously as snowboarders as well because it was on a snow lodge, like you had to snowboard into the place. Yep. Yep. So the first group of 10 guys go on and they're pissed. They get on their snowboards and two of them stack it. And I was like, oh, you guys are – and I'm with the other group and I'm like, you guys are fucking shit house, you dog shit snowboarders, I'll fucking flog you, whatever. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Blakey, whatever, you fucking dumb cunt. But then the other group that didn't know him that I was with were like, well, this is open season, so we'll all pull the piss out of these guys as well. So they start yelling, and it did not go well. Like, it was an all-in snow brawl. Like, 20 <laughs> oh, people. True. They went down to the half pipe. Like, 
down into the half pipe. There's a snow machine going off. It was like a scene out of a fucking movie. I had to <laughs> climb down the wall and I'm, I knew I started it. So I'm like, boys, boys, let it go, let it go, let it go. Just 20 cunts just flogging the shit out of each other. Yeah. And I'm like, this is my fucking fault. And then they all snowboard off and then I'm, it's midnight and I've got to climb out of this fucking half pipe. My hands are frozen. I was like, fucking worst night ever. <laughs> Next day, go do the gig. Go, oh, fuck, that was funny, whatever. And then doing it at this snow lodge, two cops walk in. And I was like, oh, yeah, guess you're here for me, boys. <laughs> Mucking around. And they're like, yeah, we actually are. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, shit, all right, so get off. The- I was like, I'll see you after the set. And then I like wrapped the set up quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get out there. But then fuck, they were country cops as well because yeah. country cops are a bit more chill. I said, man, what's going on? They're like, apparently you kind of started a snow brawl. I said, yeah, man, i got a fucking big mouth. It's my fault. Um and he, go, and he goes, oh, was it a – the cop goes, was it a fair fight? And I said, yeah, no, no one got kicked on the ground. So everyone got everyone got one in. So And he's like, oh, yeah. I said, oh, who who called? And he goes, I'll give you the hot tip. It's never the winner who calls. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that spot yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, You're and not steaming around the next day, like, nah. chest out going – G'day, mate. Just letting you know I got in a blue last but night. Just letting you know I got another, another notch on the belt, another yeah. victory for the boys. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have a friends group that I can think of. Even if they lost, they'd go and call the cops. Yeah. That's a bit different. Man, Especially if someone it was a, and it was yeah. fair as well. Wasn't, yeah, and no, yeah. one, no one was bleeding. It was yeah. just a fucking you reckon it, 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 Let's just say someone went home to their missus. They were meant to be home at 10. That's this what happened. happened. And they've called yeah, the cops. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was any of the boys. I don't think a male has gone and gone. Nah, nah, nah. No. Yeah, so and that, that, but I was like, "Fuck, that's a ripper yarn." Yeah, so, that is good. Yeah, 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 that is fucking. You fun. could go. Oh yeah, yeah you would have. You would have wrapped off the that back up. of that inside the half pipe too. Inside the half pipe as well. It was like the in the snow machine going. I'm like, fuck! I thought I was gonna fucking die. My hands were frozen. Oh. <laughs> Should have stayed inside. But Did yeah. you do it? Have you ever done a bit of snowboarding? Yeah, I suck at it though. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of what our podcast flat stick is about. Like, I suck at adventure bike riding, but I give it a go. Yeah, I suck yeah. at mountain biking, but shouldn't let just because you're not the best at it shouldn't mean. Like, hold you up from doing it. Fuck no. So I've done snowboarding three times, and I still suck, and I fucked my neck up a couple of times. But I love it. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do it again, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not, like, it doesn't look good when I'm doing it. No one's like, fuck. Yeah. Let's sign him up. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's like rooting, mate. You don't have to be the best at it, but you still do it, eh? Stay consistent. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to give it a go, you know? Yeah, that's right. Now, we covered the shark bite, mate. Yeah. But um, I'm keen to hear this one. Auditioning for Tiger King, the TV show. Right. Now, as a, co- as a comedian, we get sent a lot of fucking weird auditions. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, was, I was, can you believe that I'm a fucking underwear model? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Bonds underwear model. This fucking sloppy rig. What, the kids one? Or- yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I got a micro penis. Yeah. All right, mate. Come well, on. I just be, yeah. be there with you. Well, mate. <laughs> hey, some of the some of the models that I've seen in this day and age, it well, does not surprise that's me. That's where they got me because they go. Uh, I had to do a campaign with Dustin Martin, who's a football player for Richmond. Oh yeah. And um, they're like, oh mate, we want you to be, you know, to audition for this thing. And I was like, you know, if I lose a couple of kilos, like you know, you've had a couple yeah, of yeah. beers in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. like, I can make this happen. And they're like, <laughs> and you forget how brutal ad agencies are. They're kind of – they still have to go to brief and say exactly what they want. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, I could lose a couple of kilos. They're like, no, no, you're actually playing his fat, stupid brother. So in the thing, wow. I've just got to be the fat idiot. And they're, yeah. they're fucking brutal. How and the heck does that get passed that's, when you got – Yes, yeah. I had a whole show about, like, they still send you fucked briefs. Like, mm. and it's – because it's got to be specific. So it's got to be, like, fat guy – 
little dick, no hope. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always yeah. something brutal and they still come through like that. They've gotten better now. But the Tiger King one, was so it's locked down, fucking whatever, stuck inside, feeling shit. You're like, oh, this is fucked. But I was like, oh, all right. Well, that TV show came out. That's fucking cool. Loved it. And I was like, got an audition for in Queensland for this thing. And I was like, and then you never get them. You get fucking heaps of mm. things get sent through. You never fucking get them. But they make a hundred cunts jump through a hoop and gives you hopes and dreams you're going to be famous or whatever. And um, so that came through and I said to whoever, I was like, oh, well, I was like, Tiger King. I was like, yeah, well, fucking obviously I'm going to be the main guy. You know, I've got a mullet, you know, it makes sense. I can, or I, I was hoping to be the, you know, the guy that was skinny meth head guy. Can we bring it up, Quino? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to yeah, yeah. think of what. What it is. Tiger King? Yeah. You'll, you'll, know, like you'll the, know it when you see it. You'll know it when you see it. it was, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey, yeah, Joey oh, Exotic. Yeah. So they're going to do an Australian version of it, were they? No, because it was shot in the Gold Coast, oh. the TV series of yeah, it. So, right. like, the TV adaption. So they're bringing over heaps of America. Oh. Leave that, go down to the green screen. Yeah, green yeah. bit there, right? So, so you could have been queering on TV. Yeah. Well, this is what I thought. I thought I was going in as Joey or Exotic. <laughs> and I said, which character am I auditioning for? And they're like, his fat gay lover. See the guy, <laughs> see the guy with no teeth? They're yeah. like, that's who you look like, cunt. And oh. that's who I had to audition as. So that was you. you yeah, the... yeah. So I, had to, and I was like, fuck this. So you never did it? No, I, di- I didn't bother doing it. I had to do an American accent. But it's like, imagine just waking up in an email and someone goes, hey, guess what, mate? That's who you look like. What the fuck Joe do they exotic. just have Nicolas Cage there? Joe Exotic's going to be just ploughing you. Well, I think Nicolas Cage was meant to play hey, Joe Tiger. Exotic in Joe exotic. that TV series, but then he got I'm changed. so confused. I thought it was all real. It is real, but they made a TV series based on the thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it, did it end up happening? It did. It was shot in the Gold Coast. A mate was on it. Or, sorry, it was shot in Brisbane, but I haven't seen... It yeah. out anywhere could have just been shit house and gone yeah, to fucking yeah. on the editing floor. That was right at the start. Oh, I should have got you on, mate. Yeah, that was right at the start of COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. fucking huge. You know, there was yeah. nothing else to do at home, so you just watched twelve hours of Tiger King. <laughs> it's an insane story as well. I've got to be honest. I've seen a bit about it, but I've never actually watched it. Uh, I watched the whole good. thing. It's fucking good. It's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. there was a little meth head guy that was riding around on a quad bike, and I was like, fuck. Could have done that. Give me that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's me. Yeah, that's get, me. get me the fuck out of this house. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. <laughs> that's fucking good. Mate, you've got here, first time you got high, it went horribly, horribly wrong. Fuck, this is a long yarn. That's all right. But I, um, the first time we got stoned in, in high school, we we're like, fuck, you know, we're going we're gonna to wag, we're going to take the day off school. Mm. It's going to be fucking sweet. Right. So we had a little bit of weed on us and obviously we went through it pretty quickly. And then it was still 12 o'clock. So we're like, all right, we'll head back to school and get some more weed off this guy. And (laughs) (laughs) what could possibly go wrong here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and there was a lot of paddocks, like horse paddocks and stuff around our school. So we're hiding in the bushes and we knew this guy. Um, Let's just say his name was Robert. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what his name was. He's a fucking cunt. You still owe me $50. And, um, <laughs> I'm fucking coming for it. But I get redemption at the end of this story, so don't fucking worry. So we're, we're all hiding in the bushes, high as kites. We're waiting for Robert to come down with more weed. We're going to buy yeah. weed off him. Turns out he's fucking grassed us up. 
right? Oh. He's told the teachers. It's like a scene out of the fucking Terminator or some shit. All these teachers just spring oh, up no. out of the tall grass. And we're high as kites as well. So oh. like, <laughs> I can't do It's the first time I've been stoned. I'm like, is my arm meant to be numb? I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't know what to do. Like, And you're like, is this real? Is this yeah. reality? Or whatever yeah. the fuck. So we fucking leg it. Like, just fucking. Le- and like, they can see it's us. It's yeah, like yeah. so obvious. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Brett and the same. Great. So we. It still was one of the funniest shit I've ever seen. So we run as fast as we could to get back to my house and we jump over this fucking fence and there's like tradies just like they must be working on a horse stable or something and it's kind of weird. They've got like a picnic set up. Like they're all sitting on the grass like eating food and a, a roll or whatever. My mate's so high and it's still the best thing I've ever seen. This tradie's like bringing a sandwich, like a big like roll to his face and for some reason as my mate, we're running from the teachers, my mate just doesn't break stride and just kicks the sandwich out of his <laughs> out of his hand oh, and just fucking explodes everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm losing it. I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm running out of gas. But then they're pissed off, so they all jump into the back of this fucking ute oh. and they start chasing us. The teachers start chasing us. Jesus. We get in, yeah, we get in. <laughs> first time being stoned, fucking panic attack. Get into the house, lock the doors, pull the blinds, get a phone, the phone starts ringing. Yeah. And my mate's like, don't answer it. It's a fucking principle. And I was like, I've got this. And full like the dumbest cunt in the world, I pick up the phone and just go, hello? <laughs> just pretend, I, I just try to pretend on my mum. <laughs> and he's like, I know it's you, Brett. I was like, fuck. And I just hung up on the phone, right? Oh, no. Next day, you know, suspension, all the fucking works. But we go to that guy, Robert who he gave the money to mm. and who fucking grasped us. You fucking snitch. And um, <laughs> uh, he's in jail now, so it's funny. And um, <laughs> and we go, and he was a big fucking unit. Yeah. You know, he's a massive unit. We go, mate, can we get that fucking 25 bucks, 50 bucks back? And he's like, what money are you talking about? And we're like, fuck. Like, what do you fucking yeah, do? Yeah, like, yeah. you can't throw hands with this cunt. He'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell a teacher either. But, <laughs> nah, no. No. <laughs> Further incriminating myself. And, but this is where the joy comes into it. So he, he goes to jail. Mm. I tell my brother. My brother works in a jail. He's in my brother's wing. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and I said, mate, you owe me one. Yeah. He goes, okay. And in the middle of the night, on his first night in jail, my brother walks in there and goes, just remember, cunt, you still owe my brother 50 bucks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and then the next day when they had to move him from the, the overnight cell into the main cell, yeah. they have to be chained, two on the hands, two on the feet, chain in between. Mm. My brother moved the chain in between and chained himself to his own ankles and then just made him walk past all these guys and they're like, show us your fucking ass, mate. This is all right. And I was like, yes, cunt. Oh. Victory. Yeah, the brother right. got me back on that. <laughs> Good on you, bro. That's Fuck fucking it. funny, mate. Man, it's, it's, Boy, it's, still a, it's, it's too much of a crazy yarn to tell on stage, though. It's got to oh, be yeah. four for the solo show. Yeah. No one will fucking believe you, but you go, oh, well, I'll save it for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, plenty will hear it now. But, that, that mate, that's fucking... Uh, Redemption. Mate, Redemption. That, it was 20 years later as well. I'm just so he owes me interest on it. He owes me like 90 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Mate, you would have been absolutely freaking the fuck out. 
in that like first time being high, running, sweating, hallucinating. Even now, fuck. when I smoke weed, I'm like, I get par- like I pray <laughs> nothing goes wrong. Like fuck, the dog's got out or something. You're like, I can't. You can't deal with anything. The only thing you can deal with is like. I don't know, cartoons and fucking snacks or whatever, but anything like that. And I was like, why the fuck did we go hide in the paddock? Like, fuck. Oh, just tradesmen chasing oh. after you is scary enough. I remember oh. I had a mate on the sunny case. He cut off this car full of tradies and we were like fresh pea platers and they've just gone, fuck you, we're coming for you. We're in another car and I'm going, boys, we're going to have to stick up for our mate. And um, they just come in straight out, had a bat the whole lot. Lucky, we are pulling up some car meat, and they were, they were, he was all mates with him, and we are all coming for the tradesman again. But, oh. gee whiz, my heart had just dropped because I'm going, holy, we better see our mate just get murdered. Fuck, mm. I nearly I nearly done myself a mischief similar to that because I used to work at a balustrading company back in Perth, and me and my mate used to live in the same suburb and would drive to Bayswater 20 minutes, and we'd see each other in the morning. And, you know, we're fucking idiots. So mm. we're always like, if I saw his car, you know, I'd go behind him, turn the fucking high beams on, go in front of him, hit the brakes, be, you know, just yeah. fucking dickhead shit. Yeah. So one morning I was doing that and he had like a VP Commodore or some shit, like a cream colour. And I was like, and I had the Ford Cortina TE, shout out, loved it. And um, and uh, get up behind him, you know, fucking high beams, fucking dickhead in front of him. Blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. And then this big fucking like bit of pipe comes out of his window and he starts fucking trying to go in my car. And I was like, what the fuck, cunt? Calm down. We're just mucking around, right? And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? So I back right off. I was like, man, obviously he's like had a fucking rough night or something. You know, missed a set of traffic lights. Mm. Get to work on. Can't, what the fuck was that on the highway, man? Calm down. He's like, man, I took my motorbike today. <laughs> Turns out it was just some other car that was similar. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, my fuck. I was like, man, I was behind him. He's like, man, that wasn't me. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Never felt worse. That's fucking funny. Like, my um, – it reminds me of this yarn that one of my good mates, Camo, got me old boy with back in the day. Yeah. So Camo had a car that we all knew what he drove, but I think he was driving, like, his mum's car or a different car this one day, right? And anyway, coming out of town to go to Calliope, there's a turn off and – Camo turned off and was behind Dad and he went, fucking sweet. He doesn't know, have no idea what this car is yeah. so, and he doesn't know it's me in it. So he's right up the old boy's ass, like sort of tailgating and then he's dropping back down then he's flashing lights on and off and that and reckons the old boy was like, what the fuck? And then sort of started slowing, like going, he overtook him and then slowed right down in front of him and the old man's just going, who is this cunt? Like trying to, and then in and out and sort of doing shit the whole way home and there was the crossroads out at Calliope yeah. that you normally had to stop at and Camo reckons he was going, fuck, I'm going to have to just gun it through here. I can't stop. Because Dad goes to this day, he goes, if he had to stop there, he goes, I was waiting to stop, I would have got out and punched the fuck out of him. <laughs> Through the car door, like just fucking yabby pumped him. But he, he managed to get through and and just took off. And the old boy come home and, mate, he was like a tomato, like got home just going, fuck. I was like, what's the matter, mate? And he told me and come out, rang me, he goes, oh, is your old boy pissed off? I went, yeah. yeah. And he goes, yeah, that was me on the fucking thing and told him. 
And even after it, he was a bit like, oh, funny as fuck, like that day and and the next day and shit. But just, oh, man. I'm surprised was... the old boy still didn't fucking go around <laughs> yeah, and catch yeah. the shit out of him well, as well. I think as soon man, as I, When knew... I get angry, you can't get me down <laughs> yeah, off that yeah. wall for a long time. I think that's a 50-buck fucking debt. I think as soon as he knew that it was like one of the boys and they had and they were purposely doing it to, you know, stir him up. But fucking hell. You just imagine, imagine someone who you don't think you know just absolutely fucking with you the whole way home. You'd just be steaming. Oh, man, I, I still think about that guy every day and I probably ruined the rest of his fucking week. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fuck him. Yeah, Serves right. him right for driving a VP. Anyway. <laughs> Mate, um, one more here you got. Shit tattoos. What do we got? Shit tattoos. Mm. Uh, only because I've heard about your, your yabby. Mm. Are you going to yabby pump or something? Yeah, I just got the fucking thing. It's just healing on my leg there. Yeah, right. I got a, I got a, I got a crab gauge. <laughs> <laughs> I got a crab. That's a crab gauge. Yeah, so the yeah. anchor, so that's a that's the legal limit for a crab right there in Western Australia. Blue swimmer. Oh really? Oh, Sandy. Yep. Yeah, that's I a lo- fucking good idea. That's yeah, not shit. It's, I, yeah, I love I, lo- I love crabbing. That's my fucking favorite mm. thing. Blue swimmers are my fucking favorite to get. And I was like, let's cut out the fucking middle, man. I reckon I spent two hundred bucks worth of getting gauges over this year. Yeah, but, now, yeah. but it's close enough to now getting bitten. But whatever, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Yeah, nice, mate. That's a go. What about the snake and the Uzi? Yeah, showed us that one. That's yeah, a, uh, well, that's we a ripper, that one. we did we did a merch drop, which was uh, our merch is a snake holding an Uzi with an EB Ford Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> I actually got it on. I was fucking yeah, showing the fucking yeah, camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut out the cut out the middleman, right? That's it there. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the classic of the EB Falcon coming to it all? We just love fucking Fords from the nineteen nineties on yep. flat sticks. We're obsessed with them, like ELs, EFs, yep. EBs, EAs, fucking AU Series three, best car I've ever made. Love you, Marcus Ambrose. And um, <laughs> so we're obsessed with them. So we and I was like, "Fuck, we gotta like if we do a, a shirt drop, we gotta do some promo." Yeah. And then fucking on the cans, me giving it all that classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if anyone tattoos me for free, I'll fucking get it. Blah blah blah. And then next morning, uh, my mate comes up who I podcast with. He's like, "We're going on a little road trip, cunt, and you're getting tattooed." And I was like. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. So I've got the got snake. It on, the, on the shoulder. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's not I, it's way bigger than I asked for. Yeah, and I yeah. said, do it out the back so I don't have to see. And I've I did any, get the detail in yeah, there. Yeah, and then you go, yeah, oh yeah, they always fucking say that, don't they? Yeah. Look at the detail in there. And then I he, he goes to start drawing the E B Falcon. I was like, mate, <laughs> don't not the E B. Mum will kill me. Yeah. And uh, so only only the snake holding the Uzi. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Beautiful, yeah. mate. Fucking nice. <laughs> they went hard, the motors in them. Anyway. Oh, man. I fucking just love that whole generation of cars. They're so fucking ugly. Yeah. But they're so beautiful. <laughs> like, just pieces of shit. No I reckon those AUs were fucking uglier than the fucking EBs. Oh, man. I, man, the AU Series 3. Wash your mouth out. It was fuck. beautiful. Yeah, those front round headlights. Fucking Oh, weird. man. The XR8 we're talking about as well. That was fucking <laughs> a thing of beauty. And it won back. It like a flathead. Mate, it was... <laughs> I refuse. To hear anything bad about a fucking AU Falcon, thank you. Have you got a few yourself, mate? What are, what's your sort? Yeah, he of looks like an AU driver. I did have an AU for a long period of time. You'll you'll love this. This is me moving into fucking Melbourne. Here we go. He's had a few cans. He's fucking yarning away. Um, so I had the I had the AU. I brought the AU over. AU Series Three. You and, brought it uh, over too from WA. Yeah, mm. I put all the shit in there. Put it on a train. Fucking easy. Mate. mate. Mate, it was beautiful. <laughs> And um, my the, uh, this girl I worked with in Melbourne, like at a at a uh, worked at a bar for a bit. She was like, you know, a bit of a activist and oh, a yeah. bit of a greenie, and she had like an art exhibition at like this animal 
welfare like fundraising thing. And she invited me and I was like, man, I'll support my She's an artist or whatever. Rock up in this fucking thing that just sucks petrol. Mm. And everyone's – and I, I got the – man, it never happens. You got, I got the best park right out the front. Everyone can see it. Fucking great. Have a look at this AU. What a, what a weapon. And everyone stops and is staring at me. And I was like, look, I mean, it's a bit heavy on fuel, but it's not the worst thing for the environment. <laughs> Get out of the car. I've hit a fucking 28 – its head stuck in the fucking front grill and its body's just snapped over the whole. So it's just hanging there lifeless and everyone's like, and I've rocked up to an animal awareness convention or some shit oh. and I've just murdered a fucking native wildlife bird and it's just hanging and I'm trying to fucking rip its head out of the fucking thing. Oh, and she's like, no. I don't fucking know this cunt. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Just straight in the fucking, those slits in the AU grill, just this bird's fucking head hanging out. I've never felt worse. And I was like, fuck. Anyway, I'm from Perth. G'day, you know. That's funny, eh? Fuck. That's a beauty right yeah. what, what were you doing there thing. again so she had an art exhibition on there so i was just there to support my mate who had, oh. had she had like a little stall yeah, you know yeah, yeah. she's selling arts and crafts and shit like yeah. that to raise money and whatever percentage went to the charity and i was like you know i, I fancied her a bit at the time as well so yeah, i'll go up there that's you know? the real story yeah, I wanted to get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you just come in yeah. mad maxter yeah, yeah. <laughs> just came in sideways yeah i'm a <laughs> vagina activist yeah <laughs> Boy, that's fucking funny. It reminds me the old boy was working for the NRL for a while there and goes around to all the schools and runs the programs and shit, right? And he was heading to Billow one day and their bird is the cockatoo, like on the Billow thing, the white, big white cockatoos. And Dad said he was driving through Billow on the way to the school and he said every cunt was just going, fuck, like looking around at him and he's thinking, oh, right, I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Same thing, mate. He's hit the cockatoo and it's across the front of the fucking grill, <laughs> pulled up to the school. All the school kids are like, ah! Oh, my <laughs> fucking God! It's the last one left! Yeah. I pulled a few of them out of me fucking uh, rhino rack on the rooftop, eh? They Have seem uh, Out near, actually, on the way to out to Kenya, so past oh, Billo. Oh, there you go. Pretty mate. popular for getting stuck in the crack. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate, I've got, we've got a few guest questions here. We normally uh, run through. Yeah, We might yeah. fucking hit a few of those. Let's bro. do it. Let's do it. Um, well, ever been arrested? Yeah. I, um, I mean, fuck, it's a, this is a long story as well, but the, I, 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 I broke a police officer's arm in a riot. Wow. Mm. Real dumb decision as a, mm. a 16-year-old kid, um, and that's the next show I'm trying to write about, like how one mistake if someone... So essentially there's a big, like there's a lot of riots happening in the area where I grew up in and um, they'd call in the riot cops at, at parties and stuff like that and I stupidly threw a brick at a police officer and broke his arm. Yeah, right. But then, you know, went to jail that night and then, um, long story short. Didn't get your 50 bucks back off Robert. Didn't get my 50. No, I saw Robert there. <laughs> kicked the piss out of the cunt. No, <laughs> no he was asleep. I punched him out. And um, no, the... And so when, the, when my mum came to get us from the jail, um, the, like, instead of like most kids were like, fuck you, mum, whatever, um, I hugged my mum because she was crying mm. and that same police officer, I broke his arm, then in court um, like defended me and got me off the charges. So this is the next show I'm trying to write for next year mm. is all about how like one fucking one, 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 mistake. Up, one mistake shouldn't be your defining moment in life or whatever, but it's a pretty intense story to unpack or whatever. Yeah. But it was yep. fucking dumb. Like, I know it's dumb. It's not like, oh, hey, look what I did. I'm so proud. Like, I'm embarrassed to tell people about yeah. it. Yeah. But I've just started trying to talk about it more now to try and get it out there and, mm. you know, because it fucking really nearly ruined my life. I nearly went to jail, like, juvenile yeah. jail and shit like that. I it's suppose pretty... things like that can be on your record that can stop you from doing a lot of things yeah, as it's, well. Yeah, it's only uh, – because it, uh, lucky I was juvenile, so it couldn't get taken part. 
past a point. Yeah. But there still comes up a flag on my file even now about it. So, yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. But when you're young, you do dumb things all the time. And I, and I don't think it's funny to fucking, you know, I mean, it's funny to raise the cops every now and then, you know. But, like, that's still a bloke who's doing a job and I yeah. fucked his day and I yeah. could have fucking hit him in the head or something. So yeah. it's like that's what I'm – now I've got to try and make that story funny. That's a fucking challenge, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I've got to try and make it relatable and funny. But, yeah, that's the – I mean, you know, I've been in a couple of times for having too many cans as well. Yeah, yeah. we've all been there. I think it's hard, um, like a a lot of young blokes, I think, have always got a story about how they've just done something that they can't even explain it's that stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I remember rocking a house with me, mate, as a fucking high school kid on the street we lived on and he chased us down the road in a car and we dove into this bush and after I did it, I was just going... Why the fuck would I have done that just yeah. then? Yeah. You know, straight away and you just go, what? And then for months after, you're just constantly thinking, why the fuck would I have done that? And I think a lot of blokes would have a similar thing and it's just hoping that you didn't cause too much of a fuck up to learn your lesson. Yeah, and I kind of want it to be a little bit about second chances because we were all at, and you had a couple of chances as well, but like, you know, I could have gone to fucking jail or whatever and it could have fucking ruined my life I couldn't be I might not have been here talking to you guys so mm. it's like I, I you know strong believer in second chances and giving some giving people a go again and that's what I'm trying to write yep. the show about and if that police officer didn't do that that day I don't know if I'd be here so there yeah. must be strict was that over the west yeah yeah you must have stricter laws because look Kids are rocking up to people's houses with knives in the Gold Coast, taking their cars and brought Yeah, I think like, it's changed a bit now. But and next us. week they're back doing the same thing. Like yeah. If you look at Townsville and places like that now with the youth crime and that, I think it's fucking... Well, what happened was, which I get into in the fucking thing, there was three riots leaving up to that weekend. Yeah. And it was yeah, right. heavy, heavily media attention, blah, blah, blah. And they had video footage of me throwing the thing. Mm. It was on fucking the news. It was on the front page oh. of the West Australia. So they wanted to make an example of me. They were making a fucking example of me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they did and they didn't, you know what I mean? So, and, but also then going like, like we just talked about and then like not rocking up someone's knife house with a fucking knife and whatever, but they're fucking kids as well. And you got to put that into, you know, mm. there's some fucking dumb cunts out there, but you know, you'll, that could have been me, you know? So I, that's why I'm like, you got to give people a fucking But if you're dough. doing it the next week. If you're doing it next week, yeah, yeah. that's fucking dumb. You need a bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a brick on you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But learn it, like I suppose learning from your mistakes and... Um, yeah. yeah. But also I think you got to be punished for your fucking fuck-ups so you know you've done something wrong. If you keep getting away with it, then you then fucking never learn. That's mm. right. No, yeah. that's right, man. Fucking oath. Um, what was your first job, bro? First job was at the... Well, technically it was Subway, but it was the airport. Like I, I've always worked freight or whatever like yeah, for yeah. a bit. But the first job was su- like technically Subway, but I only lasted three hours and they never paid me. <laughs> How's that work? Like do they normally just pay uh, on the That was the like day? me when I did that security gig, gig. Yeah, oh, that was fucking funny. What happened there? I just never got paid because I never put in my form. Uh, he rolled in to do his first security job in Canada. We all black knew beanie, we like all trying to look like look like fucking not so slim shady, <laughs> and fucking went in, went in. We all knew he was going in there, so we got lit up and just flew in. We go, ah, come on, like in the club, and he's fucking trying to actually watched him uh, chicken wing some bloke with about six others out of there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I did. I think I got through my trial period, and I think the last night before I was meant to get proper shifts, um, I chicken winged the, the wrong bloke out. 
Ah. And then it started like an all in out the front mm. because I did the wrong bloke. And then I'm like, had to st- stay to, no, it was him. Nah, yeah, and yeah, I, double and down. Then you go, and you're like, was it actually him? And you got four <laughs> security guards going, was it actually him? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure just it was. Tr- <laughs> just trying to choke him out so he can't speak. Yeah, yeah, it was him. Yeah, but yeah, the coach yeah. chick's going, no, it's him. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, it's my first fucking day. Oh. But the, the subway one, the reason I get paid is because I didn't finish the shift. Because I, I was like, I, knew, I was either going to get this job with my mate at the airport, mate's dad at the airport when I was like 16 or whatever, just doing freight. or And I was like, I'll, tr- I'll get a second, you know, like maybe, it was, maybe one, only one of them will take me. And um, so I had a trial at Subway, which wasn't my vibe anyway, but the guy from our local Subway used to get so many fucking chicks. <laughs> like every chick would be like, go in there to buy this. And I thought it was maybe the uniform. Turns out it was just because he was good looking. So I was like, man, if I'm the new Subway guy, mm. I'm going to be fucking swimming. But man, if you're smart. Sandwich artist. If you're smart, we're talking 75% I reckon get toasted. You've got a 30 second period to get into your work. Yeah. While your thing's toasting. Exactly. Because what shits me the most is when they put it in and they go, what salads would you want? And I'm going, wait 30 seconds, cunt, because you're about to ask me again. Mm. And also women love men who can cook, so. There you go, mate. But this guy came in from my school who I'd previously been a few little scraps with. Oh, yeah, right. And he came in to order Subway, saw me there, (laughs) and was like, hey, mate, can I get a, you know, foot-long teriyaki or whatever? I'm like, yeah, no worries. And he's like, oh, yeah. Put some lettuce on there. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, that's too much lettuce. Take it off. Oh. And, I was like, and he's like, yeah, take a bit more off. And I'm like, and he's like, that's, you've taken too much off. Put some oh, back on. Really? I went, fuck you, cunt. <laughs> and then I just walked out. I kept the shirt. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah, hell. I was like, yeah, keep the money. Fuck this. I'm not going to be fucking talking to you like shit. I was like, and then yeah. I went and worked, worked freight for a couple of years and fucking loved it. Yeah. Well, because you, you said you had a few weird jobs. You had the diving job, obviously Subway and the freight stuff. Yeah. Is that like the main ones you can sort of think of? Yeah, the, man, just a lot. Like the lighting job's such a fucking weird one because you end up working on commercials. You yeah. end up working with fucking so many fucking famous people. Yeah. And like, you know, run of the day. You're like, you're going to, that, to me, that's still insane, you know. Like I still do enjoy that work, but yep. the, um, the people you get to fucking meet, you know. Mm. Like, I, man, I get to meet like fucking – who, that William Defoe guy, I fucking met him. Oh, I'm like, yeah. he's a fucking awesome guy. I said, g'day to you, you know? And I had a, mm. had a yarn with fucking old mate from um, Blacklight. What's what that? What the, I said his name before, the action guy. Um, no, uh, from Taken, yeah. Uh, oh, Liam, ne- um, Liam Neeson. He's like yeah. the nicest guy ever. And I like we're on set and he's like, he's like, oh, is that a magpie? And I was telling him about magpies in Australia and he was fucking Ooh. loving it, you know? Like, yeah, they're cunts and they fucking swoop you and shit. And I was like, man, what, in what world does this interaction happen, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. So it fucking blows me away. Like I really, really enjoy that work and still doing it, you know? Yeah. So is that is your plan to be full-time comedy or have you, do you reckon you'll always have the lighting stuff there that you're, you're I, working on in the same field? I can do full-time comedy if I want, but it means I'm on the road heaps and it yeah. kind of I've done it before and it kind of ruins my lifestyle and yeah. relationships and shit like that. Yep. So now I've got to try and, you know, that fucking work-life balance everyone fucking craps on about. Yeah. But I'm trying to, in order for me to do less touring, i got to do more work, but I get to stay at home. So I just pick up a couple of days' work here and there. 
So yeah. I don't have to go on the road and do gigs that I don't want to do and I can spend more time with friends and shit like that. That's good, so man. I think I've it's good that you... little juggle because I'm not fucking super famous, you know, so. Well, I think it's good you appreciating that and sort of knowing that it's not for you right now as well because I think some people would fall into the trap of probably just making themselves be on the road flat out and it yeah. probably then turns into something they might not enjoy doing, which is. Yeah, I did it for two years straight and it fucking killed me and I was drinking yep. too much and I got fucking depressed as fuck and like. You're just away and you don't see your family. And I had a partner at the time. They went to shit. Like, yeah. you fucking, it's just, it's, you're away a lot and you're free yeah. during the day. And me with free time is just like, I'll go to the pub, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I'm trying to get that. Like, all right, if I work a bit more and take less gigs, I get to stay at home more, write more, and then get to enjoy another part of my life, you know? Yeah, Until, yeah. you know, and I'm not fucking Tom Gleason or something. I don't sell hundreds of thousands of dollars of tickets a year, you know, I make an okay number, but, you know, I've got to figure it out what works for me. That's probably why a lot of them do that tour bus thing, have a tight community with them, have their missus, have their good group of friends, like a band pretty much, and they travel instead of just doing all the airport hotel crap. Yeah, when you get to that stage, eh? yeah. Yeah, well, that's a level up from where I'm at. Like, Kitchen's at that level where he can go to a theatre with his own name. Well, I don't don't have that name yet, so I'll go and headline gigs, which don't, like theatre gigs, would you know, you fucking make all the money minus your 30% you give to whatever. Yeah. Whereas I'm getting kind of fixed fees, which is not as much. Yeah. So until I get to Luke Kidgel's level or Tom Gleason's level, then but I'd tour less then, you know, because you, you're making more money if that makes sense. Well, mate, so. if, uh, not that my opinions fuck all to go off, but that special that I watched, I would fucking 100% pay and go and watch. Fucking at a Thank you very bro. much. I appreciate that's, it. That's serious, though. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, man. I think that was really good. And hats off to that heckler because that was a fucking good yeah. call. Being a carny. <laughs> fucking <laughs> cunt of a bloke. Got on the first joke on the special as well. I bet he's loving that, you yeah. know? He's like, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll no, see you next year in Adelaide, you fuck. He probably tells every cunt that I'm oh. piss, you know? Well, that's that. Be his like, hey mate, you know, Brett Mike, but fucking. Yeah. I wish he said some other wild ride like that we all knew, like around Australia, Kamikaze. like the zipper for us. Yeah. I don't know if you know what the zipper is. No. Cyber party. It was more. It might have been just like a Queensland based ride, but yeah, yeah this zipper, like it, you would have fitted into the zipper oh, than a Ferris wheel. That's getting flash. That's <laughs> like when you graduated as a carny, wouldn't it? Yeah, we, we had the wild mouse back in Perth. Yeah, the zipper, it's, like, it's, yeah, no, it's a the tiny shit queen. one, but it used to give you like fuck a fuck neck when yeah. as soon as you got off it. So here's I mean, the, the zipper, wild bro. mouse got me again. All the old cyber here's party. The zipper, so oh, it, it used to yeah. spin in the middle. And then oh, rotate around. I fucking hate it and, already. And it's each just, carriage used to spin ooh, on its own. And there used to be washers and sheared nuts. off ten mil nuts, just floating around Jesus. with it and spew. Yeah, but I reckon that would have suited you, mate. That is a stomach turn. I would have fucking hated that, but I would have got on it. And the bloke hanging off of that normally. Was, uh, that's when you know it's a good carny when you see them kind of still manually operating it. <laughs> right, they yeah, yeah, they spin the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lift up on it for a yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck. Pour an hydraulic oil in the back is leaking out just as She's fast. right, mate. Just top her up. I, lo- I, love, I love when you see a, like an accident at a carnival, and then you, the next day the ride's just gone overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a cross up, border see line. Ya. See you later, cunts. Yeah. Got, I wonder how many missing teeth you actually have to have to, for the tender to put in. Oh yeah, yeah. Your minimum, at least two gone. I remember there was that carny like early days. Early days, we put a couple of clips online that was like. Um, I don't know, toe on the line. It was more just calling people out. Yeah, and shows. one of them was about carny, carnies. <laughs> and, oh, you should have seen the backlash of people. We're fucking called showies. They're called showies. 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 Man, there's a, good, there's a good TV series on um, 
ABC, it's called You Can't Ask That. And they did one on about carnies or showies mm. and about their fucking life and you could get to ask them all these questions and fuck. They're fucking insane and they love it. Like they love drinking and they love fighting, dude. So yeah, well, I reckon they all love a blue. Well, oh mate, the, yeah. The way the reason it sparked up is because I went out to the Mount Larkham show and I was there with the young fella on the Dodgems and this old bloke who I was buying tickets off was off of his guts. Like I'm talking, jaw <laughs> could not stay still. He's like, "Hey, you go, mate. He's like, "Where am I drinking tonight?" And I was like, "You right?" Like as in. Middle of the day, just swinging. And I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> fucking like, He's consistent. I'm all about getting into it after work. I don't give a fuck what you do, but like, you're just swinging. He, he hasn't stopped. I yeah, give you the hot yeah, tip. Yeah. He, he's, yeah, he finished work three days ago yeah. and he's still fucking going. You yeah. Know? So I was sort of a yarn off the back of that. But anyway, shout out to Carnies. So is Carney American, is it? I think yeah, Carney's more Carnival. American. And Showies is Australian. Well, I suppose we say we're going to the show, so. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. Carney just makes, I suppose because of the movies and shit. I don't Carney's know. more fun as well. Yeah. Showies, like, you you're, can't, not, you're not dancing in a tutu. I'm not yeah. calling you a showy. Nah. Anyway, they'll be they'll get over it, I reckon. Be I'll right. get king hit at the next show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my name's Dave Hughes. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mate, you can invite three people to dinner, dead or alive. Who are they and why? Fuck, that's uh, uh, just for. I got a couple of run the mill ones, and then a fucking weird one for you. Yep. I reckon that guy from Kirby Enthusiasm, that guy who wrote Seinfeld, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy Did that. You write him up, Quinn. Uh, look him up, Quinn. Larry David. Yeah, he co-wrote Seinfeld. Or yeah, he's right. The main writer. He's just a fucking weird unit, and I'd just like to. I'd like to hang out with him. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's a weird unit, and then I got a quirky dude. Yeah, not that I like care about basketball or know anything about it, but I would like to hang out with Michael Jordan just to fucking get his mindset or whatever the fuck. He he is one of those just great humans, eh? Insane, insane. Like, like his work ethic, just his belief in himself. He's probably a psycho. He's a bully, whatever. Mm. Um, And also, I'd love to get on the piss with him. That'd be fucking sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the last one, last one's a weird one. Alright. So. There, there's a, a movie, a TV show, which I'm obsessed with. It's a, a, a stunt guy back in the 80s. He's called The Mad Canadian. Yeah. Now, he, has a, a t- he had a documentary called The Devil at Your Heels, and it was about his, this massive stunt he did. This guy's name was, anyway, it's The Mad Canadian. That's the, the stunt guy. And uh, he was rivalry with, um, who's that famous stunt guy back in the day? Evil Knievel. Yeah, so yeah. They would, he was the Canadian version of this. This is the devil at your heels there, right? Don't look in too much because it will give away the ending of this. But yeah. so he, his dream, you know, he used to race cars, jump cars at shows, fucking whatever. But his dream was to jump across this river in Canada mm. in, a, in a Lincoln Continental with a, a like a jet engine attached to it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. hell. Flying bomb pretty much. Yeah. Evil can evil looked at the stunt rig and went, This is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Guess how long the river was, by the way? Like as in wide? Yeah. Oh, he had to the jump. Width, yeah. So oh, that's that's 40 going meters, 60. 60? Yeah, yeah, it was one point six kilometers. 
What? A mile. Why? Yeah. That yeah. he had to yeah. try and jump over. Yeah, that he had to jump over. So it doesn't even make any <laughs> scientific sense. Yeah, yeah. The and the ramp was only 400 metres high. This is why you, everyone should watch this fucking film. So he gets all these crew together. The ABC are there trying to film it or whatever. But what most people don't know about this, and hopefully doesn't give away the ending too much, is this stunt guy, the mad Canadian, never really used to do his own stunts. He had a The stunt man had a stunt guy. Ah. Right? So the this guy pulls out last moment. Then his stunt guy steps up to his plate to try to, ju- and, to try and jump this. Guess what that stunt guy's name is? Kenny fucking Powers. Really? So Kenny, the original Kenny Powers, Powers yeah. jumps in into this car. Nothing fits him. Nothing like the seat's not molded for his fucking body. Whatever. Hits the fucking go button. Goes over the ramp. Car explodes, makes it like 100 metres. <laughs> doesn't even, even get close. And, like, the guy breaks his back and all this fucking crazy things. But I would love to fucking meet that guy because oh. what a fucking mad unit. Yeah. Oh, wow. What an absolute... That sounds like a suicide mission. Would you want to meet him? Yeah, that's why I want to meet him. It's like, dude, how fucking dumb are yeah, you? Yeah. This isn't going to But he believed in this guy, Ken, so much Hunch, that yeah. he was like, it's one of the greatest documentaries I've fucking ever seen. It's like a little bit old. Watch it. Man, so the watch devil it. at your heels. The devil the at your heels. That sounds culty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does sound like a fucking cult classic, but look at the car. <laughs> it's just a fucking, it's just got a fucking rocket attached to the back. Like, it doesn't even the, look like they made it any lighter. Lincoln is no, that heavy as it, it is. Ex- and look, the ramp is shit house. <laughs> there was wind on the day. And also it's like, yeah, if the river's like 400 metres, that's insane. 1.6 kilometres is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and yeah, And then it's yeah. like, oh, we put wings on the car. <laughs> like, that's going to really why, help. That's why I'm talking like, I thought thinking 50 metres, 60, yeah. like to, to, when it starts dropping. How do you come across this? Oh, man, I found the document. My mate's... Winfield Green. Yeah, yeah, Winfield Green. My <laughs> mate's trains. obsessed with him as well. He's like, have you seen this fucking... I watched this documentary and I was like, oh, I bored one night, watched it, and I've just been obsessed with it for the last... And Because obviously, you know, his name was Kenny Powers. There you go, there's Kenny Powers there, which I love fucking eastbound and down. And then they actually asked him whether old mate based... Because um, Kenny Powers, the original Kenny Powers, is a lot like... The character that fucking old mate plays, yeah, Danny yeah. McBride. Danny McBride plays, yeah. but um, they asked him, going, "Oh, is it based on this?" But he refused to comment. But uh, I think, I think it is, which means I want to fucking meet him. Mate, that's what's that's the most interesting answer we've ever got. Yeah, that's, that's a that's great un- answer. To that's that's yeah, question. that's Holy great. Man. Just, just to meet, imagine, imagine me, Larry David, Michael Jordan, and this wild cunt. <laughs> <laughs> As if what? we're not getting on the bags. <laughs> oh, Kenny mate. fucking Bowers, baby. <laughs> mate, well, if you got a spare spot, I'll come fucking Fucking oath, let's get around it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, bro. Well done, well done there. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've been given, bro? The funniest bit of advice I've been given was um, it's only a sea cucumber 50% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> So we were, we were, oh wow, yeah. We were diving um, <laughs> in the Komodo or whatever the fuck it was, this off Indo, and um, I was filming like one of the guys, and we did a whole thing on sea cucumbers mm. the night before or whatever, and he was trying to find a sea cucumber to talk about it or whatever. Yeah, and we're going down. I'm like, oh, there's a sea cucumber there. Picks it up, and it just fucking melts in his hand, and um, and then he, I was like, what the fuck? That didn't make any sense. And then he starts vomiting in his fucking regulator and shit, and we go up. And he's like, 
man. It's all gone. That was a shit. <laughs> oh. There's a boat that people have just been fucking just deucing oh. off the side. And he goes, he's got all poo and shit on his fingers. He goes, man, it's only a sea cucumber 50% of the time. <laughs> oh, wow. It was so just a he's... massive turd under the water. I still had footage of it, but it just crumbled in his hand. I was like, fuck, that is funny. But, but my main my main one is that <laughs> I – fuck, that, it's – I still think about it, man. That how um, the f- that's a rock solid turd to sink to the bottom of the ocean and stay intact too, and like full solid. Oh, well like that, it must have been a high fiber fiber diet. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Been eating sinkers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, my my main one that I lived to, even though I stole it off a Globe poster when I was like fucking ten, mm. uh, to each his own. Mm. So that, to me, that means just fucking. You just got to do you and what works best for you and don't worry about whatever the other cunt's thinking. You just stay in your lane and you just do what's right with you. I'm not a big words guy or whatever, but mm. that, that resonates with me. To Fuck each his own, bro. just be yourself and, and have a good time. One yep. of our favourites, run your own race champion. Yeah. That's fucking bang on, man. Just do your thing, eh? Whatever makes you happy, whatever yeah. makes you tick, just do it. Just do it. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing, whatever, you know, oh, fuck, I've got to do this or I've got to buy this house so people think I'm that person. Don't fucking worry about it, mate. Just run your own race. Yep. yep. Fucking You could be bro. the happiest person ever, but if you're starting to please other people, that, and you, you can't, you can't, can't fail. You can't please everyone as no. well. You, you know? never will. No, you never no. will. Yeah. No, that's right, bro. Um, mate, what's on top of your bucket list? Fuck, I'm I, I want to do this uh, crazy like it's not a big one or whatever, but it's it's called they call it the what do they call the fucking iron ass or whatever, and you got to ride your dirt bike for eighteen hours straight off off road, oh. so nonstop. So yeah, Aussie based or overseas. Here, just anywhere, anywhere that you're off-road. So oh, that's true. my next little little challenge. But I want to do the Simpson Desert, but I hate riding bikes in sand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, But it's like I, I hate the idea of it so much and I know it will piss me off that it would be the hardest thing to do mm. and I don't want to do it. But if I can do that, then I could fucking maybe achieve anything after that. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like what? It's a crazy dream. Yeah. But to ride, like I, I love adventure bike riding. I'm fucking no good at it, but I give it a go. Would that Just be a thing like, like that 18-hour thing, would that be a thing that you could stop for obviously fueling your bike up and shit You can like stop that. for fueling your bike, but, yeah, someone told me it's called the iron ass or the iron bark ass or some shit like that. Can you look it up, bro? Do pe- can look people it do it through the cape or? You can just do it anywhere. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's but where's an ideal spot with staying out of the sand yeah, without being yeah. hill climbing? There, and there you go, the Iron Butt, Butt Association. But I think it's a more kilometre-based thing. So I think you've yeah. got to ride, like it's like six, is it, how many kilometres is it? Let's have a look. I think a thousand it's, miles. Thou, it's something like that. So what's that fucking? So I took a mate of mine, took him fucking. 1,200 kilometres? Yeah, it took him fucking 18 hours straight. And he said it was one of the hardest things he's ever done. Fuck. So I was like, something like that is a personal challenge, but as a group challenge, I'd love to do... Looks cavey. Yeah, I'd love to do the Simpson Desert, you know, mm-hmm. and really maybe in a year or There's two Alex I get Pereira. better. But yeah, the, the Iron Buck Butt Association or whatever the fuck it is, but it's a certain amount of kilometres. I think it's yeah. whatever it is, you know. So, But just do it straight and yeah. then really push your body because staying up Tesla 18 hours is a fucking nightmare already, but being on a dirt bike for the whole fucking time. Yeah. So that'd no, be a, that's shit, my bro. little challenge. But, the yeah, the Simpson Desert or any – we kind of do big rides every, every year anyway, but all those fucking things like that just get me horny. You know? Yeah, awesome, mate. <laughs> fucking nice. Good Love shit. it. Yeah. yeah.
Um, Bang. Mate, so just before we go, bit of a plug, bit of a plug for you, what you're doing, where can people find you, find your special, find your socials, give you, give yourself a bit of a yeah, plug, mate. cool. I'm on Instagram at Brady Blake and there's a link there that goes to my comedy special or brettblake.com. It's got all my fucking shit shirts like this and fucking yeah. shower beer holders and comedy specials all up at brettblake.com.au. I've got a podcast, if you're into adventure bikes, called Flatstick. And then I got another one's called Work Hates if you fucking hate your fucking co-workers and colleagues and shit like that. <laughs> we just shit on bosses and fucking it's a good good yarn. Yeah. But if you yeah, if you could check out my comedy special and give it a like or even just a view, that would mean the fucking world to That's me. That's on YouTube, brother. Free right? on YouTube, Brett Blake, go hard or go home. Go it's check it special. out. I fucking highly recommend it. Fucking oath. Get into it. Thanks, and, buddy. Um, mate, quick shout-out, too, to Mary from Are You Bog, mate, for putting yeah. us in contact. Man, love Mary. She does such a fucking good job. I'm the biggest fan of her and her mm. hard work, man. Getting yep. out there, helping country blokes with mental health. The fucking – what a champion. Yeah, she is an absolute champion, mate. I respect her massively. And, yeah, it's, that's what, like, a big reason why you're on – she recommends someone it's pretty easy to say, fuck, yeah, what's yeah. their number? So, yeah, right. Thanks for having so, us, boys. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming, mate. Really enjoyed that and all the best with everything. Go yeah. check out the comedy special. Follow this legend and, uh, yeah, stay out of each other. You. Cure them what you want. Knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.